You know, one of my favorite things that I like to do is uh, to drink tea. Tea is one, one of my favorite drinks, whether it's iced tea or cold tea, but certainly hot tea. And knowing and preparing, knowing that we were going to be going to London or to England, and we just certainly arrived two weeks ago from our trip, one of the things that I wanted was I've always dreamed of going to Lin- in England, to London, and have a cup of tea. A British cup of tea kind of thing. And you know what? While we were in London, it was such, and I looked forward to it. Every time we would go to breakfast and we were at this hotel, and that we, I would always ask for tea. And so I had English tea for every breakfast while we were in London. And so this morning, you're probably wondering, it is not British tea or English tea, but it is a tea of some sort. It's Bigelow tea you're getting. But you were given this. Make sure, I want to make sure everyone has this. Do you have this? Yes, and if not, please raise your hand because we want to make sure you have one. Because I want you to hold on to this because I will be referring to this in my sermon this morning. You did not know that you were going to be coming in and be given a bag, a tea bag this morning, but you have it with you. Please hold on to it. No, um, a British author says, Benjamin Disraeli says this quote up on the screen, and it says, change is inevitable. And change is constant. We'll use, well, let's all read that together. Well, we church, let's read it together. Change is inevitable and change is constant. Do you agree? Well, you see, change is something we all need, whether we like it or not. It is an ongoing part of life. With, it's constantly changing. Life demands adjustments for our schedules and plans. Basically, change is the new norm. But our spiritual lives call more, for more than a slight changes to our calendar. You see, our lives are in need of transformation. The very heart of a Christian of the Christian faith really revolves around change. A change that takes place in each of us individually. You see, we should never be satisfied with the status quo. So this morning, church, I want to ask you this, and I want you to reflect upon your walk with God. Has your spiritual walk plateaued? Are you growing in your walk with God? Are you changing? Are you being challenged? So this morning, if you have your Bibles with you, we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. And this passage of Scripture, this text, tells us about change, the change in us. And it says here, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, I would say sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And Paul tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And by testing, you may discern that what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Our scripture this morning tells us that there is a change that is ongoing in our lives as we live for God on a daily basis. But see, the Apostle Paul says that this change requires 
We don't like it when it says requires, doesn't it? Because it takes work. Requires us, requires you, and requires me to be a living sacrifice. We first need to understand that spiritual change is ongoing. You see, it begins at the time when we first accepted Jesus into our lives. That's when that new life, spiritual life began. And at that moment that we believe that he died for our sins and that we confess that he is our Lord and our Savior, a change happened in each of us. Do you agree? Can I hear an amen? Amen. And again, if you are a new person today, because that's what it says, we died to the old self and we become a new creation. Second Corinthians tells us, and I love this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, anyone who is in Christ, the new creation has come and the old has gone and the new is here. So church, are you a new person today? If you have accepted Jesus in your life and have lived for him, you are a new person. And if you have not, this is not too late. It's never too late because you are on the right place and the right time to make sure that you leave this place knowing that you are a new creation of God. So church, today, as a remainder of our lives here on earth, we are to continually seek to become more and more like Christ. While we engage in this battle, this battle against our fleshly nature. So now I'd like you to take your card with the tea bag that you were given. And here with me, I have with me also a, an open tea bag. And certainly I want you to keep the don't open your tea bag. And I have here a cup of tea. And I'm going to go ahead and put this tea inside here. And what happens? In the hot water, what happens to the tea bag? The tea soaks in. The flavor of the tea is soaked into the water. And the longer it sits in this cup and in the hot water, what happens to it? the more flavor comes out of it. And then you're ready to drink it, whether you like it light or dark. But when some of us, if you taste a tea and you're like, I don't like the flavor of this tea. Have you had that? To where like, you really don't like the flavor of that tea. So what do you do? You don't change the type of water, don't you? You change the type of tea that you're going to put in there, the type of flavor of tea. You see, the hot water that's in that cup is just a method, a method of drawing out the flavor out of the tea bag. And it's the contents of that tea. The tea bag determines the flavor of the tea that you're about to drink. And church, this morning, our Christian lives, our Christian walk is like that in some respects. God allows hot water experiences to surround us and draw out the flavor of the heart, of your heart. As we find ourselves in these difficult or challenging situations, God shows us who we are. And God also tells us what we need to change about who we are. 
I don't know what you're going through in your life right now. Some of you are probably dealing with some health uh, concerns, some health challenges. Some, some of you are probably looking for employment that maybe is really difficult right now. Or maybe there is relationships in your life that you're dealing with that has just been really tough. But Lord, there's more. But you see, these things, these challenges... God reveals through these the true desires of our heart. The real character that is in us. You see, God exposes the unchristlike thinking that we have. You see, his expectation is that we will learn from these situations that you're going through. And that he wants you to be transformed in the qualities of Christ. But church, how often do we miss the point? How often do we miss the point? We must always be challenging ourselves to change and grow and walk with God. But I can tell you, growing and going through the spiritual growth and becoming like Christ is never easy. And it's not easy. But Romans 12 tells us that we need to offer our lives as living sacrifice on a daily basis. Romans chapter 12. And verse 1 tells us up there on the screen, there's one word that is there, uh, capitalized the word present. The word present means to yield. It carries this idea of putting oneself under the, listen to this, the total control of God. How many have issues with control? But here, presenting ourselves means to give total control of ourselves to God. You see, we can be that living sacrifice by surrendering our body, our mind, and our will. That's what this Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says. So let me say, can we live Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2? Yes, we can. You're going to leave this place, his place, of worship knowing that we can live Romans 12 1 and 2 because we are going to learn how we can surrender our bodies our minds and our will and it says in this verse that we are to present our bodies as living sacrifice so let me ask you what is a living sacrifice now that's an interesting phrase isn't it it sounds like an oxymoron living and sacrifice don't really go together, don't they? Some of you might be thinking this morning, as we said, that we need to, to offer, to present our bodies as living sacrifice. Well, what would God want with my body or your body? Think about our bodies. Our bodies, my body is short. Some of you are very, very tall. Some of you have um, bad hearts. Some of you have really good heart. Some of you are underweight, overweight. I'm covering every area here, guys, okay? Some of us have wrinkles, have some good blemishes. Some of our body is aching every bones. Some of us are getting old. Some of us, but it goes on and on. What is up with our body? But what kind of sacrifice would that be to God? But remember, in the Old Testament, when they did sacrifices... They demanded a flawless sacrifice. But here God wants us, wants our bodies, and I certainly don't measure up. But the offering of our bodies, church, is not the offering of our bodily looks. I know some of you like the way you look. 
That's great. But God doesn't want us. He doesn't want the bodily looks, but he wants it. It's the bodily behavior. It's the behavior that is affected with our body. In the Bible, the body is, is not significant because of the way it looks, but because of the way it acts. The body is given to you and to me to, to make visible, to make visible of the beauty of Christ in us. A life. God wants our life to, of visible, to be seen, to be lived out and showing the physical actions of God's qualities. It is living out God in our lives so that others will see him through us. God wants every act of our lives every day from morning till evening to reflect upon his qualities. So let me ask you this morning, do people see God in your actions? Think about it this morning, you got up. Did you exhibit a quality of God? About our work, when you go to work tomorrow morning, what will it be like? What will they see in you, in the way you act? If you say you love people, but you're completely hating another person. And you care for someone, but you're just totally ignoring them. That's not what God wants from us in the way we present our bodies. But again, we have to keep in mind now, we just talked about how our bodies are, right? With, imp- with all of our imperfections, we need to present that to God. Bring it with all of its problems, its difficulties and challenges. We just need to bring it to God the way it is. Because you see, once we give our all, remember, surrendering, once we give our all the way, warts and all, he's going to use us. He's going to equip us to live out the life with the way we act. Living out. We can live Romans 12.1 by presenting our bodies as living sacrifices. And we can live Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Wow, our minds are pretty fickle, aren't they? Think of the, what, the things that you've been thinking about lately. But God wants us to conform not of this world but be transformed by the renewing of our minds, the way we think. And it says in 12.2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Conform means to form and mold after something. And I have here with me a Play-Doh. How many of you love to play Play-Doh? If you have children, you're probably playing with Play-Doh all the time. This is so easy to mold. And to form into whatever you want it to be. A heart, a tree, whatever your heart's desire. But for us, we are not to be molded and formed after the world. Look at the world that we live in today. Look at your computer, your TV. Look at the social media. Look at all the things. There are things out there that are not of God. Can I hear an amen? Amen. That we need to know that there are things out there that is not of God. But yet, as a follower of Christ, we are molded. We are molded. Because it's our human nature. But God is saying to us that we are to transform the way we think. Because see, we look around us, there are people who talk, dress, play, and work like the world. But sometimes it's even difficult to tell who is a Christian or a non-Christian. But God calls upon us to be different. 
And there's a translation that I really like, and Eugene Peterson, the message, tells us. It's on the screen. It says, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. But God speaks to us this morning and says, we need to change our thinking. We need to change our thinking. We need to think about what we are doing. We need to think about the reason why we're doing just because everyone else is doing it. We need to know that our world that we live in influences us a lot. Think about the way our mind works. Our mind easily goes. And think about the way when we're surrounded with people of how they speak to each other. Think about how they're, they're, they're sarcastic. They're mocking each other. But with the mind that is renewed, we can be people with words of love. Words of comfort, words of encouragement, words of compassion. How about, think about the way we dress sometimes. How do we dress to impress? Or do we dress in a view of letting Christ shine on the way we dress our lives? Do we go in debt? Think about the way we spend our money. Do we go in debt to have the thing? I'm not going to mention anything because you would know what you want, right? You want that thing that will wow everybody around you. How about thinking of the way we think in our head, in our mind about wowing the Lord? Wow Him with the way we live our lives. What we need is a change, church, in the way we think. That comes by having the mindset. And I'm talking about the mind of Christ. Having His mind. Having what, what Jesus sees and what Jesus does. It is seeing what really is seeing what really is there and not seeing what's not there. Seeing what's important and not what looks important. See, we can't have the mind of Christ unless we spend time in the Word. We spend time meditating and learning and finding out what it truly means to be a follower of Christ. So church, dumping out the garbage and the junk that our society, our world throws at us and filling our minds of God. Filling our minds of what's in his word. The truth, the truth. Surrendering our all through the bodies that he's given us to our actions and our mind to renew our minds so that we can think the way God thinks. And lastly, this morning, church, it is to know the will of God. And God has given us a will. And a lot of times, we don't give all the things to God. We don't surrender our will because we want to hold on to it. Remember the control that we may have an issue on? How many of us are like that, that we just keep everything to ourselves but not give to God? See, we are to give God our will. And Jesus told us as he exhibited it, when we are to pray, not my will, but what is it, church? But your will be done. See, God wants us to surrender our will to him. Watch this video. Jesus, I have decided to give you this. Really? You know whoever sits here makes all the decisions, right? I know, and I'm always making decisions, but you make the perfect decisions, so you just sit right down and start making them. Wow, I'm honored. I mean, 
This feels great. Kathleen, guess what? I just got my new credit card. It's time to go shopping. Oh, really? I thought your husband and you were going to pay off debt. Oh, yeah. I mean, money's kind of tight, but I figured he doesn't have to know about it. So do you want to oh. go with me? No. <laughs> no? Why? Uh, what I mean is, uh, I don't know. Um, oh. So let me check my schedule, and then I'll get back to you. Okay, yeah, give me a call. Okay. Kat, <laughs> what's going on? What do you mean? Well, I'm kind of one cheek in it here. Look, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. You wanted me to sit here, right? Well, of course. And whoever sits here makes all the decisions? Right. So what's the problem? Uh, there's not a problem. I just... I don't know what I was thinking. Really, please. Here, sit down. As long as you're sure. I'm sure. Okay. okay. So, let's start over. Okay. All right. Kat, I noticed that you've been losing your temper a lot lately. Right. So, okay, Jesus, you know what? I know what you're going to say, but um, see, you, do? you don't know the whole situation, you know? Oh, I, well, all I'm saying is that your attitude is a decision. Yes, of course, but I have a lot going on right now. Well, I know you're under a lot of pressure. Pressure? Jesus, you don't understand pressure, okay? This isn't working, Kat. What? We can't both sit on the seat. It's either me or it's you. Okay, I know. You know, I just, I didn't think it was going to be this hard, but here, just take it. No, I'm not going to take it. You have to give it to me. Okay, here. Kathleen, make a choice. I can't. You just did. How many of us can relate to that video? Am I the only one in the house? I know that we all can relate to that. Many times uh, we talk about giving God everything, allowing him to be part of our lives, but certainly you say, Lord, here it is, take it. I'm tired of what's going on, but or making the decisions or whatever it may be, we give God, which is a great thing. But what do we do all the time? I want it back because it's not easy. You are somehow working and making my life awkward. God does reveal things in our lives when things are that we're doing that are not right. Then He, then we don't like it, don't we? But see, it's like that. But God wants us to give our lives, our will, anything that has to do with our life. He wants that to give that to him, a total surrender. And I tell you, a one time that I know in my life that made such a difference is that giving my all to him happened, it was, I would say, 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I had everything, got my degree, got everything, and Lord, what would I do? I can certainly go find a job, but God's will for my life was to follow his calling. And that calling was to become a Salvation Army officer. I had plans, but God says, it's time. And you know what? That was hard to let go. But letting go and saying, Lord, this is it. And again, makes it harder when you're with the Salvation Army, you take that call and you run with it and go wherever you, go, you need to be. And it has been a blessing and a privilege to be able to say to God, take this and you take it and not taking it back again. So church this morning, whatever that God is working in your life in regards to his will for you and your will, will you give it to him? Will you say, take it and make that decision? It won't be easy, but God is there to help you through it. And just ask him to teach you to do his will. Because see, he is our God, isn't he? And so as we close this morning, I want us to think about this tea. There are hot water circumstances and situations that all around us, 
you are in the middle of it right now, whatever it may be. You are right in the middle, like this tea, right in the middle of that hot water. And guess what? Reflect upon that tea. You are that tea. How are you soaking in? What kind of flavor are you soaking into that teacup? Are you soaking in the type of behavior, bodily behavior that God wants us to praise him with? Exhibiting his qualities? Are you surrounding all your hot water circumstances with a mind that is of God? Are you sitting in the hot water of your situation with the surrendering of your will? So really, as a tea bag in a hot situation, you're stuck in there. But what do you do? What kind of flavor are you letting out? Is it the flavor that God wants for each and every one of you? And surely he wants it, but it's up to you. So this morning, whatever circumstances, I call it hot water situations you're in, will you let God's flavor in your life soak into that? Because our world certainly wants to soak in the things of the world, but we need to soak the world with the things of God. 